After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous people inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Houdunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory, they are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Irfan Manji, and I'm joined, as usual, with the ever-wonderful Paige Culver. How you doing? Wow, that was such a nice intro. It was. Right? I was waiting for it. We've missed, we've missed two weeks of of episodes and i think uh, i think we miss working together but there's a lot of news that's happened and um we'll get to that soon yeah definitely um i'm excited for it yeah we sorry guys we haven't been here for two weeks but there's been a lot going on so um we had to deal with life first yep. but now we're back pew, pew, pew. we still didn't get the button <laughs> sorry i was looking at so a uh, side note i was looking at soundboards and i couldn't find it because of i don't know i just couldn't find the right one and I, I refuse to ask people, so I'll leave it till it's later. Totally <laughs> fine. I can just go pew 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 every time. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's it. That's our new sound. Be like <laughs> page Q sound. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> just go like this. Just pre- pretend to press a button. I'll go pew pew pew. I'm gonna just cover the screen so you know that it's uh, yeah. it's time for a button press. Um, well, hopefully we'll put a video of that so everyone can see what we're talking about. But <laughs> oh, definitely, that'll be our next drill for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have an exciting episode for you guys today. We're gonna talk about some transfer news, some coaching changes, um, and a semifinal look for the Euros. Uh, but we'll catch you after this. Today's starting 11 is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give Shenzi Shack and Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and are available for pickup in the Vancouver area. 
All right, what are we looking at today? Well, first major transfer news, Bordeaux of the Women's League has signed our very own Paige Culver, center back. She's got to get some starts. Let's let's keep cheering you on. Um, congratulations on this opportunity. Uh, super happy to hear. How you feeling? Uh, good. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a big opportunity for me. You know, last season wasn't the season I had hoped for. So um, I'm a little bit surprised at the opportunity, but I'm ready, ready to go. Um, I'm currently in a hotel in France right now. That's why... Um, my setup is pretty awesome here, but <laughs> yeah, my uh, professional background here this time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a real the, background. The AC. I got yeah. some AC. <laughs> the um, only place in Europe you'll find AC is in the hotel. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not as, it's not as a Canadian atmosphere where you need an AC every, true, every true. summer, right? Different. But uh, again, congratulations. We're super proud of you. Um, we hope to see you more on the pitch this year. Um, uh, especially with some Canadian talent with Vanessa Giles. I hope there's some partnership and a future partnership brewing for the Canadian national team as I talk it into existence. <laughs> we're going to manifest it real this quick. This is what we're doing. We're going to, I'm going to be we're a clairvoyant and I'm going to put it in anyway. Um, but congratulations again. And um, can't wait to see you play. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. And we actually start preseason tomorrow. So yeah, kick some butt. Um, so a couple of transfer news on the women's side, uh, goalkeeper Hannah Hampton signed for Aston Villa women. Uh, she's looking to be the next number one in England. Um, this England squad is just going to look better and better as the years progress. Like they have like two, three very good keepers now. Um, the whole squad is unreal right and now. Like, this, it's like oh. 90% of that team is in the Great Britain team for the medal round for the Olympics yeah. and Canada faces them. And, you know, now I'm actually worried because of how good these teams are becoming. They look, they, they, they're going to make a good Olympic run. That's for sure. Of course. Um, Tobin Heath, uh, Christian press heading back to the U S um, a little sad news if you're a United fan, because I think they, they killed it with uh, Jersey sales and, and the fact that people actually tuned in to watch, especially for in the sure. U S. Um, but you know what? I think now people continue to watch because they, not because the American girls are there, but they were there. They brought the the viewership and now people will continue, I think. Oh, of course. Like, I'm not saying that it's going to go away, but it was really nice to see like it was so nice, world yeah. star players, like actual world stars playing in your league and, and dominating the league, you know, when they got Oh yeah, there. they did a great job. Um, What other news is there? Uh, I know you had one that you shared and super excited. Yeah, we got for- uh, Nikita Paris going from Lyon to Arsenal, yeah. which is a big move. For free, basically. For free, yeah. That's- like, that's ridiculous. Like, the fact that Leon didn't have a goal scorer and, like, I was hard on Nikita last year. Like, the fact that she still played and scored 12 to 15 goals. Like I think she'll do better in the um, uh, English League. I think it yeah. suits her style a little bit better. And, you know, it's a lot of her friends playing there, too. Like, she's from she's from England. She she represents there. So um, I think she'll she'll do a good job. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and I hope that lets uh, Mita stick around and not head out um especially yeah that's a little that, that, that's uh they're on thin ice i think um mm-hmm. with that and with nikita going the other way i, I did suggest to you i think the medium might head back that way and yeah yet to see it but i, I hope she sticks around because Arsenal nothing confirmed needed. but we're keeping our fingers crossed, yeah like i mean sure. especially if you have city and chelsea improving every year who's going to challenge them it's gonna be interesting uh, Sofia Jakobsen uh, leaves Real Madrid, heads over to Bayern Munich. I think one of the better players in the world, uh, Swedish national. A little loss for Real, I think, uh, especially when they're not as good as Atletico or Barcelona. Um, quite disappointing to see that, but 
Byron's getting better, so it's fine. Yeah, and I think I mean that's a good move for her too. Like, yeah. it, you know, she's she's not at a loss. That's for sure. <laughs> no, she's going from one good squat to an even better squat. Yeah. To be honest, with and you. you know, it's probably again more her style as well. Being a Swedish player, you know, going into the German league, I think will be yeah. really good. Oh, 100 percent. Um, coaching uh chelsea have kept emma hayes apparently there was a report that um there's no end date on this contract it's just as long as everyone wants it to to stick around for um i mean it's just a bunch of tweets i, I haven't confirmed it but uh if that's the case then well you just, i mean i know uh, she resigned i don't know what the contract looks like but i mean they are if they're smart they're gonna keep her for as long as they possibly can because yeah, she's and, and on the up and up the only time you let her go is if she says i want the national team and yeah. that's probably not going to happen for quite some time. No, they're pretty happy with their coaching over at the national team. So yeah. I think she's safe. Uh, Barcelona, the, the guy who got them to the finals, the treble, basically. Um, Cortez is out with a new coach by the name of Jonathan Geraldez, who is 30. So might be a younger than lad. most. It might be younger <laughs> than half the team. Um, Jenny's older than him. Jenny, Captain Jen's a little bit older than him, but um, that's all right. Well, sort of older than him. Like, I think... Um, it's interesting that they've gone with a younger, younger coach, I guess, a younger mentality, but I, I wonder how that's going to fare. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, the younger coaches do a really good job because they're fresh out of, you know, maybe doing their licenses or things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you question experience, but that's not always, it's not always doesn't dictate how good of a coach you are. So no, not experience at all. helps, but you know, maybe they're, like you said, looking for a younger mentality or coaching style or something like yeah. that. So I think I'm just a little curious to see somebody who doesn't have a lot of coaching in his belt uh, comparatively. Um, but I think the leaders on this team will be fine. For sure. Uh, um, coach. The other coach was. Uh, uh, Joe Montemuro. He's over. He's the Arsenal X women's side head coach and he headed over to Juve. So yeah. that's a pretty good signing for Juve. I know that um, the coach the i forget her name who they had prior did a great job um yeah. but I she's think, a free you know, agent yeah so she doesn't sign with the club interesting no. um but i no. think he'll do a good job there um he was pretty successful over at arsenal so um it'll be interesting to see what he does you know it's a totally different game in italy than it is in um england so yeah rita garino rita garino yeah she's a good she's a good coach i've heard good things about her i mean obviously i've never played for her but from what i've heard she's a decent coach let's talk another thing into into existence united women's need a coach united yeah, women's let's need a coach. <laughs> <laughs> um uh let's go over to the men's side uh, coaching changes there uh nuno from wolves to spurs i mean i told you this before that i think that would have been the ideal pick rather than the carousel of gattuso and Fonseca and whatever the bullshit they were trying to everybody they tried to get yeah like yeah. I think this was the the right choice but the I don't know if you've noticed this but like they've gone from like Poch who's a very good attacking coach to Mourinho who's defensive and now defensive. Nuno, Nuno another Portuguese manager who's also very defensive like they're going to be super structured but what does that mean for Harry Kane because I don't think he wants to do extra work oh uh, I mean the rumors are have been that he's leaving as well so right like I think this feels a little bit more going well I'm gone but I, I mean, he's still at the Euros. Harry Kane is still at the Euros. So right. he hasn't spoken to his new manager yet. Maybe the manager wants to play a little different, but. Well, and I read something about, um, I'm pretty sure it was about Harry Kane. It was from his agent or, or somebody saying that 
he's not concerned about what's going on there right now. He's concerned about the Euros, so he won't even comment on any of no. the stuff that's going on like back at his club team. So No, the distraction isn't there, clearly. I mean, he's played every game. Unlike Jaden Sancho, which we'll get to. Um, Patrick <gasps> Patrick Vieira um, signs with Crystal Palace with retiring coach Roy Hodgson leaving the club. Um, interesting move, I think. Somebody who understands the Premier League game understands what English soccer is about. I think he fits in well. Um, Do you think this is going to be like a um, Steven Gerrard or is this going to be like a Frank Lampard? Well, he's had success with these. So he's played for, like, he's coached a bigger club um, sure. at, so at a higher to... level. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike Lampard, for example, who was with Darby, no offense, but Darby was in a championship, not at a for Premier sure. League. So I think maybe that will be okay. And um, Patrick But Fieger I mean, even you, you look at Pirlo, who didn't do well at Juve. No, but Pirlo had no experience going into anything. Right. Uh, right. I think Patrick Vieira will do a decent job. Um, don't expect Crystal Palace to be table toppers. I think they'll stay between their 14 to nine range in terms of where they finish off, but uh, a new mentality, like we keep saying. And then I think um, if he gets his, his players that he wants that he's been targeting since he was a coach at Nice, um, Palace would be better. They are getting a little older. Uh, Wilford Zahaz in his thirties now. So I, I think, you know, trying to find a way to connect with him is the biggest thing for, for Vieira. Um, in the in, to answer your question, go back to that. Uh, I think he'll have a little bit more success, like the Gerard side, than the than the Pirlo side. Yeah, I agree. I, and like we said, he's got more experience, so I think yeah. that on the men's side, I think that that is really really important. Um, yeah, and I think people respect him in the league enough to listen to him. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolves got Bruno Ledge, another another Portuguese manager. Uh, Jose Mourinho officially unveiled at AC Roma. I think his style of coaching is better in the italian league i think he'll fit a little bit better maybe i don't know it'll be interesting we'll, we'll be see positive it's not Mourinho yeah. mid 2000s um also what's up with is it Mourinho who's hating on shaw like yeah the, it's, hate shaw. it's super childish like i, I hope he realizes no sense. that that luke shaw almost um did not does not did not have a career because like that's how bad his injury was and the fact that he's three assists at this tournament two away I mean, from David Beckham I'm, I won't pretend here I'm not a huge fan of Shaw but that's yeah. my own personal opinion I'm, I'm not a coach or anything I'm just a fan um but for Mourinho to be like super focal about this and like even I've read things about Shaw being like I don't know what his problem is yeah <laughs> but it doesn't make sense I mean like to be honest that's why he had Ashley Young out there and it's like okay but you don't need him out there like i mean it's just i think it just came down to a level of trust and he's just picking at players and well just shaw won't be at roma anytime soon <laughs> oh but like i'm kind of surprised that chris smalling is at roma i don't know how that's gonna go yeah. over with shows uh, henrik mkhitaryan and then their former united player like i'd be very curious to see the dynamics of this team it's gonna be interesting and former Liverpool manager, Chelsea manager, Real Madrid manager, Rafa Benitez is going to Everton. Um, quite surprised with this one. Um, I think Spurs should have taken a chance with Rafa instead. If they were looking to keep Harry Kane, for example, for, for more sure. attacking-minded, possession-based coach. I agree. But, I mean, it's not a bad signing. No, it's not a bad. No, I think it's very good for Everton because yeah. like, they went from one prolific manager to another i don't think that's an issue for them just wonder how liverpool's going to receive their former manager now um confirmed transfer news Jaden sancho the man that i think we've 
think uh, United's been chasing for quite some time officially gets signed and then starts his first Euro game and absolutely dominates. Um, dominates. What are your thoughts about him not starting? I know we're not talking Euro. Euro no, yet, no, no. But... I think I think it was the distraction. I don't think he was fully focused on the tournament and i think really once, I, I think that's what the reason is uh unless you know southgate goes well you don't play in the english league so i don't want to start you and i was like well that Trippier, would be silly i'm like but trippier doesn't play in the english league i think you're just being a pain um but that could explain why jude billingham doesn't start games that's true that's true um, but i mean it, it, that's a little bit biased in my opinion i think if you're a coach, you're looking at all these players, you got to look at them equally, not just based on where they're playing. Yeah. You know? So I think this report's a little shit. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think it's true, but if it is, then it's it's more likely that he was distracted and trying to get a deal done and trying to figure out his next place at home more so than that. But maybe he picked up a knock and we don't know about it and they're not going to tell us until the tournament ends. It's fair. It's fair. Um, other transfers that speak out to you? Um, let me pull up the thing right now. Yeah. Sergio Ramos. I'll, I'll toss that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, up. let's talk about that. Um, uh, are Real Madrid stupid? You're you're potentially losing Rafa Varane, who's connected to United. Um, apparently, personal terms are agreed upon, just a final fee. Whether Donny van der Beek heads the other way or not remains to yeah, be seen. We'll see. But, like, you're about to lose two of your best defenders. Uh, but, and you're okay, gonna... the, the thing about that, whole issue for me is like i don't think he wanted to go like the no he wanted to was just over no he didn't so the thing is they gave him a contract offer that was lower than he wanted right and i think he said no like i'm worth more like i'm worth a lot more than you think um and that's what sort of because he's still like he's still fit he's still in form like I don't oh, know. I he was, tra- he was training there. during the Euros for like God's sake. He was like showing off what he was good at. Like, good for him, but um, yeah, like he still plays the game at a high level. And the fact that he's thirty-five means nothing at this point. Nope. At least he picks up a knock in 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 France, but I, I doubt it. We'll see. But that's that's interesting. I think Real Madrid's like I, I, the thing with Perez. I think we've noticed over the last little bit is if you don't want to be there, he's not going to force you to be there. For but sure. like he's also putting players into situations where they don't want to be there anymore. It, which coaching, is coaching, coaching as well. Like Zinedine Zidane had the same issue. So yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult call. I mean, I, I think they're dumb. I think they should have kept him. He's still fit. He's in shape. He's super iconic at the club to begin with. So it feels uh, like an Iker Casillas situation where they let him go when they shouldn't have yeah, let an icon yeah. go. Um, but um, eventually I think it's like trying to move on and, and do it now, cut the rip the band-aid out now, then do it two years later. But at the same time, like it leaves such a bad taste in that player's mouth. They've done so they've done so much for the club and it's almost like a goodbye, we don't need you. Like yeah. like not saying like thank you for everything you've done for the club, yada yada. It's like it's kind of like a bad departure. It was a poor departure. Um, but he did say that he'll be back sometime in the future, whether that's as a technical director or okay. So why yeah. not just keep the player and transition him into that? Exactly. But, but it was, it, I mean, it's the same talk with Messi when he was trying to leave Barcelona and they're not yeah. letting him go. And like, he's, he's a free agent him. still. Yeah, <laughs> if he that is. Means anything. <laughs> but I mean, again, like he's done, so, he's been in the club his whole life. He's done so much for that yeah. club. Like, you know, say thank you. Don't. Yeah whatever but uh, well moving on yeah yeah for sure 
uh we got billy gilmore's going to norwich yeah on loan on loan uh, what should make of that whole COVID situation the way they handled it i don't understand how did two people who are not on the same team have to quarantine but the whole scottish team didn't have to quarantine even though they're right. probably around each other a lot more than those right. two players were for 20 minutes after the but game. But then at the same thinking, why wasn't the rest of the England squad having to quarantine? Because they were in contact with the Mountain Showwell. It makes no sense. It makes, it's this, for me, that was the stupidest decision I've ever seen. Like, if that's the case, then both teams should have, should have quarantined if, if that's their, like, logic, because they were close, like, in contact with him. Yeah. You're I think eating lunch, breakfast, dinner with your team. You're training every you're day. Sharing you're sharing a host- re- Like, who's Billy Gilmore's t- roommate? Do you know exactly. I mean? Like so, how come Did that they person have to quarantine? Nope. And then they play their game, and uh, I don't know. At that point, it's like that's why I think the squad should have been bigger to allow you to play another roster in case of that happening. So like that roster is separate than your main roster. For um, sure. But they handled it very poorly. Terribly, but um, I mean, good thing. I mean, United's or United. United. England uh, still did their thing, so yeah, they did their thing, which is fine. Um, a lot of people got sick though uh, in Scotland that watched the I the Euro. <laughs> There's like two thousand new COVID cases. So I mean, yeah, okay, but when you watch the videos of them in Scotland like celebrating and stuff, oh my goodness! Like, like I understand how they got COVID. <laughs> yeah, but like that's an issue that I think we're gonna run into and then I, I think a lot of those stats are gonna come out after the tournament where we'll For see sure. numbers and traveling fans but England it's, didn't it's have such, to worry about that's just funny it's yeah. just you laugh it's like you're you're in COVID times and now we have 2,000 new cases great mm-hmm. cool yeah yeah but any other uh, transfers you want to talk about um, Tom Heaton to United yeah coming back home um yeah. what does that mean that now United have four goalkeepers is someone uh, out yeah, it's a question. I think uh, we'll 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 hear about it after the Euros for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Christie, Celtic starman, being linked to Crystal Palace. So Vieira looking to get a creative player into a very boring <laughs> Crystal Palace. Very I know boring Crystal they Palace. are very boring. Like they're a defensively good team. It's like a the Stoke of the mid two thousands and early twenty tens. But like they need some sort of attacking prowess. So you can't just have one player do everything for you. But I agree. Um, that's about it for transfer. I think it's super soft right now. I don't think we'll hear much. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot going on in soccer right now, and I think yeah. this isn't the biggest on the biggest platform at the moment. I think people are concerned about other other soccer things. I mean, we got Copa America, we got the Euros, all that going on. So yeah, uh, let's move over to Euros. H- how's your bracket doing? <laughs> shot absolutely. <laughs> when France lost that game, shot done. I'm out. I got, money? <laughs> I got one quarterfinal matchup right. One. Really? Who do you have? Italy, Belgium. That's all I got right. Interesting. What did you think of that game? Uh, I don't think Belgium's the number one world-ranked team. I, I've been saying they it. They didn't look the, it. They didn't look it. This golden generation that they keep talking about, I don't think it exists. Well, I will I, say. I, think, I don't think they're a number. They're, they're not the best squad in the world. That's fair. I will say, I mean. Uh, De Bruyne was playing on a torn ankle ligament too, or though. So that, yeah. yeah, which is wild for him to play how he did with a torn yeah. ligament in his ankle. Yeah, but but one thing we learned is that they're so reliant on him. For sure. I mean, we they, saw it in that game against um, who they play against. Where as soon as they put him and Hazard on, they scored two. Denmark. Goals. Denmark. Yeah. 
Uh, Lukaku is good. Like, I mean, I, I don't have any complaints about him, but like, there's nobody giving him the ball except for the Bruyne. And then when he's out, you're like, there's nobody there. Like Carrasco's yeah. running through corners. Mertens is going down the side and you're like, okay, hey, where's the pass? No, I agree. I mean, um, I, I, they need more supporting, supporting role players yeah. that are, not better quality. On, I mean, they have a good quality team, just a little bit more. Yeah, but I don't think they're as great as a lot. Like, what are their number in the world ranks, unfortunately? I think yeah. they are a top 10 club or an organ or country. Um, country. Um, but not a number one. And, and then, I mean, I mean, but that's I still mean, up to debate because I don't think anyone's really a number one at this point. It's also the Euros. Anything can happen. And we've seen it this Euros. Literally anything can happen. Yeah. You know, no, who, who was predicting France to be out when they were out? Who, you know what I mean? Like, ah! the, whole, the whole group of death getting axed within the same couple of days. Anyone would have predicted one of those teams were going to win it versus, you know. Well, I had both. I had Portugal and France in the final based on how. Right. It and, and like the minute that happened and I was like, well, that's sad. Oh, <laughs> that's you're sad. like, there goes my bracket. Uh, but. I mean, Italy. Like, what about the Italians? Like, I, I think, you know, you talk to Coach Maria, and I think she'll say the same thing. Like, holy hell, yeah. like, fantastic job. They've shown um, up. They have definitely shown up. They I haven't think... lost in the last 32 games. I know. I know. That's wild. But I'm, like, pleasantly surprised. I think I underestimated them, even based on their stats. And, you know, when we were doing game re- or team reviews and and things like that in our our prior episode even i'm like yeah okay italy come on like it, it's it was, it was more George, it was George and kyle that were like oh you guys shouldn't sleep on italy and it's like yeah oh, really? and we're both like eh, italy eh. I, don't know. I don't know proved us wrong they did they got us there but i think with italy is they found a way to f- like play well like it's just and they like, look good like they like look you good can together. take you can take Jorginho out and put Lucatelli in and it's the same game nothing changes i mean and that's i think you got to credit the coach majorly for that he's put a system together that works for everybody it's not like the traditional sorry it's not the traditional italian no defensive they're they're attacking much more (laughs) like this like go back to to man city's um title win in 2012 the one that broke my heart but look at that one where how good they were with yaya toure sergio guero um david silva etc etc like look vincent company look at the way they were playing attractive football under mancini and that's the exact same way that i think italy's found that identity and it looks good it looks Um, really good and like full credit to them and i think they're they're probably the team the favorites for sure i would say so uh some really exciting games though yeah oh 100 percent, 100 um why don't we get to the exciting team last because i think uh, there's a lot of good stories about them but what do you make of Spain making it all the way to the semifinals? I'm surprised based on their... They can't score. They, well, exactly. Based on their uh, group stage games, I was like, there's no Spain. Okay, there's like no they needed gifts to get anything. Well, Morata should be scoring way more than he is. And I know he's gotten a ton of criticism, but yeah. I mean, you're a nine. That's your job, right? Yeah, and... but not not the criticism that he's gotten is deserved. Like, I mean, no, the, the hate... It's like excessive. Like, yes get on his back for not being able to score because he's number nine same thing with gerard moreno but not his family like that that's no, oh, a drag. Yeah, that's, that's off limits yeah. like, come on that's off limits like it, you know this is his career and, and that's separate like those two things are totally separate but i think for them not being able to score they're doing a good job 
Like, well, they, they, the last game against the Swiss, there was all 10 of their players were in the final third. Yeah, no for, one can put, but they're just going left and right and left and right and left and right. And there's like, nothing penetrating it. There's no you know, David Silva or Fernando Torres at well, the end of your attack. And I think this is going to hurt them going forward. I mean, Switzerland, like that was a great game if you watch it. Like that was a Swiss super exciting game. game. I think, yeah, they really should have. And they, they put up a fight for sure. I mean, what can you do, right? Right. But, no, I agree. But I, I think, think gifts. Well, the red card doesn't help either. So no. What'd you make of that one? There's been a few red cards that have been, you know. It's like, There's a right. couple of really questionable ones. Like the one I can't remember. I was telling you about this last time where they go up for the header yeah. and he puts his arms back. Like that's. I'm sorry, that's not a red card. But um, I I couldn't be a ref. I think <laughs> they have a hard job. They do. Some of the calls have been ridiculous. Really? Or like you're not catching people flopping, but you're catching people that win the ball and then the fall throughs, which you're looking at. Exactly. Exactly. And the I know only that's red card I really agree with was I think it was Sweden, Ukraine. Yeah. Where the defender Stuts came in up. and just his he knee. Took, okay, to be fair though, and I know a lot of people keep saying this, but he took the ball first, but the he fact got the that, ball, but it's but a dangerous fact, tackle. It is that 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 those studs like why does his stud have to be up? Why can't he have like a flat foot going into the well tackle? and that's the rule studs up is it is is it considered a dangerous tackle yeah. and you're gonna get a card every time your studs yeah. up and he broke the not broke the guy's leg but oh it's gone his leg's gone the yeah, fact that okay so the the medical staff for the ukrainian side was like we don't want a stretcher we're gonna walk yeah they him. just and he was in full-on pain <laughs> yeah and he's like hopping and they walked him all the way around the field and then i was listening to the commentators like a stretcher might have been a good idea <laughs> yeah and the scotland medical team like the one that uh scotland and glasgow was like yeah, but... no no we don't want we don't want we don't want it was a mess. That was, was wild. But I mean, that I agree with it being a red card. No. What do you make of the red card? I was for, disappointed. Uh, I, I'm, oh, the Switzerland one. I thought, yeah, all right. The follow through is what caught. And I mean, his studs were a little bit high. Um, a little right. harsh, though, because I think, unfortunately, Sweden had all the pressure, for example. They were, they, over the course of 90 minutes, they probably should have won this game. But this, I agree. this ruined, I think, their momentum and then their shift, and they had to sacrifice here and there and that's a part of the game and that's when the coach actually has to step up a little bit i thought the swiss handled the red card really well um didn't have granite shaka didn't have jordan shakiri and and they still played well yeah and solmer was just lights out like i'm so sad that they didn't get through um yeah. but granite shaka for the swiss looks like a better leader than i've ever seen him can I put he that out there? He plays much better on his national team than he does for his club team. I know he doesn't get as much playing time, but he is a he gets totally too different much player. He gets way too yeah. much flack for Arsenal. And I like looked at it the other day and I was like, oh, I wish I could give him more credit because I think he's a great player. I think he plays so much better at the national team. Like he, he he's given the is chance to be such a, a key player. Yeah, yeah, he's such a key player. And you don't see that in the Premier League. You don't see that at all. They don't have a captain. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay, that's also a problem. That's also a problem. <laughs> Where's I mean, Haley? She'll she'll have a good. <laughs> she'll agree. She'll say like, give it to Kieran. That's Tierney. what I mean. She'll have something good to say about yeah. it. Um, but no, the Swiss disappointed with that. Spain, they've been gifts. They've been giving gifts. Like the Slovakia game, the goalie don't what he's doing. Uh, the Swiss game the yeah, other day. When he what punched it into the yeah, net or whatever he did. Was he trying to spike uh, but went chicken arm and? I'm, 
I'm like, is he trying to tip that over? Like he literally, it was like, it up. he like pulled it. it into the net. You could have yeah, caught yeah. it. Or just, you know, little like, he like, I don't know what he did, threw it back into his net. Just yeah. ridiculous. He looked dumb. But then the Swiss own goal as well kind of gave him a little bit of a break. And yeah. Croatia, like, I don't know. Like there was, they've been given opportunities like little flukes and and they're taking it so i guess that that's what you what need. do you make of de gea not playing Are i you was surprised i was quite surprised in the fact that um after the little own goal gaff that they had with the keeper that he didn't get the next oh game. that oh my god they're so lucky they won that game oh 100 100 percent. like they have they're not they're in the semifinals. great they're they made it there but i don't think out of the remaining four teams they scare me no no, well, especially when your goalkeeper makes an error like that. Now that, like, if you watched after that error, they were just pressed high the whole time. They're yeah, like, this goalkeeper is going to make another mistake. We're just going to press them. Like, yeah, Switzerland and it was like running at the goalkeeper, and it, it, you could see it was like nervous. Yeah, yeah. and and the, if the Swiss thing get an own goal, like I think Spain's out. I agree. They're not going to get the ball as much against Italy. Oh, I don't. I think if I'm Roberto Mancini, so hell no, you're touching that ball. It's going to be 50-50, and we're going to make you work for the ball. And I think yeah. they're going to get a team that's actually going to put pressure on them because the Swedes did that to them in game one. It was a boring game, but they didn't give Spain anything. And well, and I think Italy's a better defensive team too. So if they already, if Spain already can't score, now you're going against one of the best defensive teams in the world. Yeah. Good luck. Kalini's just going to hold on to Moreno yeah. and Omarata and be like, hey, guys, let's let's yeah. go for a walk off the pitch. Let's walk this way. Let's walk this way. Um, no, I, I think the Italians are just a little bit better. Actually, very much okay. so better. Um, the other side of the thing, England, you made this comment in our preview show that it might come home. I mean, it um, might come home. But another top four finish uh, is in the bag for England. That's they looked much better the last game. I know Ukraine isn't as tough of, of a side i mean but they put up a fight too like they've looked good in their other games not great. i think they were tired they look i agree trained. i don't think they had the legs and i think england took obviously took advantage of that and england does have the legs they have the bench they can throw players on they've got it and thank god they're finally scoring some goals that but like they haven't let in a goal the biggest question mark yeah. you had was their defense but like garrett right, Southgate, right. full credit to garrett Southgate. they are not getting caught on the counter I was nervous about Pickford. Pickford, sometimes you don't know what that man's going to do. Yeah, he scuffed like three clearances in a span of three minutes yesterday. Yeah. And it was four nothing at that point. And we're like, okay, that's fine. But you're but playing. But if that's a zero zero game. Where's I'm, like, I'm Polk getting nervous. injured? Where's yeah. Dean Henderson injured? <laughs> injured. <We're screwed. laughs> yeah. um, but we'll see. I mean, next game is going to be. Who are they playing? Denmark. That's going to be a challenge. Denmark has been putting up a fight. My biggest concern with the Danes is by 65, 70 minutes, they look tired. I agree. And and I think this comes down to them not having the legs. Like, just you don't have necessarily the the depth of substitutions. Like, yeah. you know, some of the bigger clubs do, like Italy or England or uh, clubs, countries. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. But Denmark, I'm, I'm, I think everybody's kind of rooting for Denmark. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic story. I mean... And they're not playing poorly. They have a world-class keeper. Uh, Dahlberg's shown up. Um, you can take Dahlberg out, put anyone else on that team, and they're, they're playing well. The guy who replaced Christian Eriksen, number 14. Man, I said I'm going to remember his name, but I, I can't now. But you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Um, yeah. he's, he's come in and scored some great goals. They're, they're playing good team. 
good team soccer. Braith White, who's like a player that Barcelona picked up and everyone's like, hey, what the hell are you doing with that guy? Um, having a good tournament, Yusuf Paulson yeah. playing the way he does with Leipzig just engine. Well, they've got engine. um oh, they they do have uh they throw this huge guy in. I remember talking about this. What's his name? I gotta look up I'm gonna look up the roster right now. But yeah. um they throw him in all Cornelius and he's like yeah. six five two fifties and yeah. a huge guy. And they always just throw him in <laughs> near the second half of games. <laughs> yeah, but like they've tactically been a very good team. They've been a good energetic team. I think England might be facing their toughest challenge. And and it's weird to I, say I that it's it's, it's like a da- Danish team that isn't a top ten world beater. They've also got kind of, you know, a chip on their shoulder with with you know, the Ericsson thing, I think they're playing for him a little bit. I think, yeah. you know, that it's more, there's obviously they have passion to begin with, but I think now it's, it's even more for their country, for their friend, for their teammate, things like that. So they have a I reason think, if they can get to the final, then it's like, look what happened three weeks ago. That's not exactly, a, exactly. Um, and when you're playing with a motiv- motivation like that, it's going to be very hard to beat a team. So what do you make of Simon Kerr taking on uh, Harry Kane like he successfully nullified Lukaku for an entire 90 minutes do you think Kane's gonna have a hard time yes I do because we've seen it in the past games Kane isn't getting a lot of service to begin with you know he got and a great pass the other day from okay he did he, he got did, a and fantastic he little through ball yeah, it was so, a nice goal yeah but Sterling. overall he he hasn't been getting the service and there's been a lot of criticism on Kane and you've seen the we've seen the England players come out and say you know what it's you can't blame Kane it's we're not getting him the ball right and so I think if they can just shut down distribution they don't even have to worry about Kane yes he did score a great goal it was a great pass um in the last game um I think it was the header right there was a through ball by Sterling and then the cross in by Shaw yeah and but he missed one the exact same kind of play yeah against in the in the group stages I can't remember who they were playing against but he missed it was like the exact same kind of diving header and and he missed the the goal so I think if they can really focus on cutting out distribution then Kane is not an issue which actually this Danish team it might happen because they're so good at filling in the channels and they're just like a work hard team you know I mean England is too but but do you at this point look at the England roster and put in a bunch of dribblers like get a Jack Gillish into the game. Get a get Jaden Sancho another start. Get you know if Saka. I don't know why Sancho wasn't start. I saw uh, my brother and my family and I. We were laughing because we saw this tweet or or something, and it said Germany's biggest fear is uh, Sancho, and uh, Southgate has no idea who Sancho is. <laughs> I'm like, it's true though. Yeah. So I think he. You saw him point. yesterday taking on yeah. how many Ukrainian players and gets fouled, still keeps going like. I think we need dribblers against the Danish team because they're going to, they're going to pick up the channels. They're not going to give you any space. So you need players that are going to take on players and you have three or four that can do that. And, you know, Raheem Sterling is going to slow down the play and don't get me wrong. He had a, he's had a good tournament and, and I've been very hard about Sterling. Cause you, ha- we have, we, both of us have been kind of like, Oh, why is Sterling playing? Right. And I think I've been very harsh on him and I shouldn't be because I think he's had a good tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep being harsh because maybe that's this the formula for him to play well. I don't know. <laughs> he um, gets the criticism. Manifest. Um, but, um, but I think I think he's had a good tournament. He had a good pass. It's just to me, he slows down the game a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Where if you're up three nothing, fine. But if you're trying to get a goal, maybe not so much. And um, Marcus Rashford doesn't look great. 
just quickly. I just saw him the other night. I don't think he looks good. You know, I think he, I don't do you think, think part healthy. of that is mental too, or he's healthy? Okay. Like, like when injury? You, when, yeah, injury wise. Like there was the ball that uh, Harry King put over the top, and yep. usually he gets to those, and he had a hard time with it. Maybe um, he's uh, coming back from some sort of muscle injury we don't know about, or yeah. you know, some sort of muscle strain. Which I mean, that'll impact your your running. Well, I mean, so. he's looking at getting surgery after the tournament. Mm, on his I shoulder know that. yeah so oh, like so take, maybe that's so like last year he took a knock that that damaged his spine like right. his vertebrae and then this year he's been complaining about shoulder um so mm. you know bringing in Jane Sancho might have been the smartest move and then maybe yeah. going after another winger but if he's out I don't think it's going to make a huge yeah. difference with Sancho coming in but yeah he just he he didn't look good and um, I agree I mean I, I I'd rather him be healthy for our season than you know, I'm really impressed with Phillips, though. I really like him. Calvin Phillips. He'd be, yeah. you know, United keeps getting linked to, and a lot of teams keep getting linked to Declan Rice. But if you can't get Declan Rice, I think Calvin Phillips would make a great addition to your team. I, I like him better than Declan Rice. I think, oh my God, he's just like, he's been super, I think he's had a great tournament. I think he's been really impressive. You know, he is all over the field covering so much ground. He's winning yep. tackles. He's like, yeah, fantastic. Oh, he's just good. He's just this engine that I think we saw early on. The little in engine that could. Yeah. It's like the Wayne Rooney of his early career where he was just everywhere. And you're like, wait, how are you not tired? That's probably why I think Wayne Rooney's 50, but he's actually like not even 40. Right. <laughs> he's aged because of it. Yeah. Cause like he's played for so long means we'll get at right. the game. But um, right. this England team, I think, you know, is going to be better than we've given them credit for. So we'll see how that sort of plays out i mean they're gonna play a better team in denmark hopefully they've hit their stride though like hopefully this win they can you know kind of keep yeah keep the momentum when you're getting goals from two players that weren't even going to play in the tournament or were big question marks in henderson and mcguire you know i got a united question for you and i was thinking about this yesterday harry harry kane plays really well with john stones john stones has not had a good little career with city do you try and pick him up from city to bring him in to play with Harry Kane because they, they have this sort of communication that seems to be working. And I know it's a rival. I know that that doesn't usually happen, but we've seen it with Owen Hargreaves. We've seen it with Carlos sure. Tevez. It's just the other way, it doesn't really happen. My issue more is Maguire and Stones together for a whole season. <laughs> but they're, they're <laughs> fine. But like been, you have, they've been doing the, well. And then you have Luke Shaw and it worked out. And then you have Aaron Wan-Bissaka. So the future of England's back four <laughs> is with... <laughs> It's with United. It has to be. I mean, that's an interesting, interesting. Um, that would be an interesting transfer if that were to ever happen. Mm. I'm not against it. I think it would be great. Yeah, but he'd be worth more than McGuire and Stones. I don't know. <laughs> They've looked comfortable, but that also means that they have to go and get a guy like Calvin Phillips to play. Right. Them. Exactly. Who's going to do the work and who's going to yeah. be all over the field. Yeah. But if United can't pick up a center back, sorry, another United question. Do you switch Scott McTominay into a center defensive, like an no. into center back role? Because it's no, worked he, for Scotland. It did work for Scotland. I don't think he's a, as effective there. I think if you're going to get the most out of him, he needs to be in a more advanced role than playing as a central okay, defender. Just, I, just putting yeah. that. Yeah, that's no. my that's my opinion. What do you think? No, what do you think? I, I mean, I would if I can't pick up Rafael Varane or I can't pick up a big time defender i think he you give him a shot in preseason to see if he can understand the game with with eric Bailly, for example and, yeah. and see if the two guys on the cusp are, are good enough to to be there 
I, I just don't think it's it's utilizing his abilities. I think it's no. kind of a waste to put it back. No, there, but if you, know? you can't if you can't pick up the players you if want, you at can't. The... Sure, maybe it's like a backup option. But yeah. you know, man, if Henderson can play there, any no, I'm kidding. Henderson's oh just God, something stop. else. Um, all right, uh, who is your winner coming out of the the Italy Spain game? Italy, I think Italy's going to take it. They're going to win the whole thing. The Italy Spain game, I think they're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I thought about I'd sneak that in there. I think the Italians again, and 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 I haven't given them enough credit for it, but I think they're a very good team. They have one of the best keepers of all time. Like I'm going to put that out there. I think Donnarumma is going to okay. be a number one keeper for a very long time. Do just... you think Buffon's watching like a proud dad right now? Or... I think so because I'm quite surprised Juve didn't go and get him on free because they have this tendency to go pick up AC Milan players, <clears throat> Pirlo, and those players actually end up doing really well. Right. So I was quite surprised with that, but um, I think he's a better keeper than Buffon. Okay, and that's, interesting. That's, that's an interesting That's a thing. bold statement. But like, look at his positioning. He's linkier. His arms cover more of the net, and he stops slower shots better than Buffon does. I mean, I think the edge that Buffon has is he's better. He's a better reader of the game. Reader of the game, yeah. Yeah, I would but agree. I think I think if he goes to PSG, um, develops his career, I think he might be there. But he could he could beat the he can be a better keeper than Buffon and I and I really do believe that. But I'm we'll also have very to keep high an on eye him. on it. Yeah, I'm super high on him since he came out at an age yeah. of 17, 18. I think he's just been great. Right, that's true. Uh, uh, Denmark, England. This is a tough one for me because, I mean, England's like my team, but I'm really cheering for Denmark. I just Damn. love them. So I think it goes to penalties, and then I think someone takes in pens, and we know United's history with pens. So United. <laughs> United. England's. England. All the players are going to United. Now it's United. We know England's history with pens so i i would like to see i i want england to make it through um i think this is the game that'll probably be a little bit closer out of the two um i i want england to go through i hope england takes it i think it's going to be tight though i think so too i think like you said my heart is for the danes i want denmark to win i think ever since the like the 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 ericsson incident kind of brought us together with them and you yeah. want them to do well. You want them to succeed, right? And they uh, have been, like, they've been playing well. They look good. So. And it's not that, you know, people are saying, well, they're only doing well because of the Ericsson situation. No, I think they've no, played No, I think they were very, a good team. They, I think they were underestimated. I mean. I think they're doing well despite the Ericsson thing. Yeah. Not because of it. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. that took a big player out of the game for them. Yeah. So and I think I'm their impressed. style of, but I think their style of play also would have been different. They wouldn't have been pressing this much. Um, if Erickson's there, because Erickson would have been like, give me the ball, let me spread right. everything out, right? So they've changed their tactics. And I think maybe Definitely. maybe good for the future with with Erickson being close to to the like into the later stages of his career. For sure. Um, super excited about England though. I will say that. I think, you know, finding a way to be consistently top four in major tournaments, Nations League, uh, World Cup, and now the Euros, I think it's a good sign for Garrett Southgate. Mm. It's Do interesting. I Am I worried about them scoring more? Yeah. So we'll I think see. Everybody can... worries about England. <laughs> yeah. I they're think like, like the little brother that you just, they're so annoying. They just, you got to <laughs> tell them what to do all the time. You know, that's how I picture England. That they're going to need a goal from someone other than their, their attacking players. I think you need a goal from like a Calvin Phillips, 
Declan Rice or Harry Maguire from a, a set piece. And that might I be agree. the biggest difference for them. And then for the Danes, it's if you can catch Kyle Walker making a mistake. Because, like, he made a True. mistake. He made a mistake. He didn't look against, good the first game. Oh. No, he made a mistake against the Ukrainians. And we're lucky, you know, there's, like, four or five players coming back to defend. But yeah, you see the way Denmark swarms. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, yeah. yeah. So who's I'm going to... Uh, who's your new champion? Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I can I just say that it's de facto Italy as long as they're the favorites? I'm gonna keep picking the favorites. Um, okay. I mean, they haven't lost in 32 games, so I can see that continuing. And They've, they're on a roll; like they look good. Yeah, and I think that question. They're not mark, just getting lucky; like they're playing good. No, good and the ball. biggest question mark you and I both discussed was they've played decent competition to start, not the last two games. Yeah. Not this next game. Like, if they can win this game, I think they might be the best team in the tournament. I agree. Um, can I talk about the Netherlands and just laugh yes, a little? Okay. <laughs> You're like, I was right. Uh, but was that a handball? Was that a red card worthy handball? You're a defender. Is that the one where he pulls it back? Yeah. Yes. It's a handball. It's I mean, a red handball. card. Sorry. It's a red card. It's because it's intentional and it's disrupting the. Flow but you know of what? Play. But you know what blows my mind is I think I, again. I think he was pushed. I think two hands were on him the whole time. Like you saw, like there was contact. Okay, but minimal as minimal is. Um, but this isn't a, a Serie A thing. When players go down in the Serie A, they tend to do that with the ball because they think yeah, because they get the foul I and agree. then they drop on the ball. And I think that was his thinking in that approach. So, um, yes, I think it's a free kick. Now, is it a is it a red card? I'm 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 very. I'm very on the fence is, when it comes to red cards. The pro- this is also the problem with the handball rule is nobody knows the freaking rule, right? So keep your arms. That's all I'm going to say now. Well, the thing is like, is this a handball? Is this a handball? Is this a handball? Like nobody, it, it's such a controversial call to begin with. So I think that's more of the problem. I, I think it's a handball. I, I agree. I do think he's pushed, but I think it's more the fact that he like pulls it. Like because the Italian, it's, he does a Serie A thing when yeah, or like the La Liga thing when players go down, they keep doing that because they think they got the foul, but the they don't realize that you can't do yeah, that I'm if you're last to, man I want to rewatch it just to yeah. like yeah. So he was last man back, um, and that's also part of the problem too. And right? he was already last going... man back foul is a red card. Period. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was slipping, so he's already down, and I think the little push on his back kind of dropped him forward instead of just falling back um oh my god i clicked on this video (laughs) i came real quick i clicked clicked on this video to watch rewatch the red card this is not a video about the red card nope okay is it about hanneken and coke shares no it's it's about something totally different it says m delit red card hashtag holland hashtag czech republic hashtag euros don't look it up guys okay let's not do that um i think more you think about it it it, it makes sense but that like i think the dutch should have won that game they were a better team I agree. And, um and then malin missed like how many chances like whatever like they had, they for, had a once, for once i sat there advocating that i don't think frank de Burr was the problem and i can't believe those words came out of my mouth like i was sitting with my my sister i think and or was it my dad because they were up during the week and i was like listen i don't think he's at fault 
like for once like I'm not a Frank DeBoer fan and you know this and right. I can agree right. with me like I'm always hard on him but I don't think that was his fault um tactically they didn't have what it took to win the rest of the game but some of their players look great like Memphis Depay I think looked really good Dumfries yep. I think looked really good as well he did. He did. um yeah. I don't think they could put it together no and the fact that you know the Dutch national organization wanted them to uh, go to the quarters and that's how you could have kept his job I think I would have kept him on and like yeah. I'm probably in the minority for saying that and I've been for his sure. har- harshest critic that I think he should have given another chance and uh, this is probably it for his career probably like maybe an assistant coach somewhere but I don't think he's gonna be a head coach I think it's gonna be difficult for him to find a head coaching yeah. position yeah especially like how do you not you don't succeed at your national team and I'm sure somebody it's will tough. Some well, and I think somebody will say, Well, like that red card wasn't your fault. It's like great, but you didn't organize your team defensively. And that's there were other problems than just the red card. Yes, I think the red card took them out of the tournament, but I don't know. Would they have been successful after that? Who knows? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. Be positive. We don't know anymore. We don't don't know. know. They would have played the Danes, right? So yeah. So that would have been a different game. Yeah. All right. But it's been again, it's been a good tournament. I'm it has been a very good tournament. Finals on July 11th. Uh, England versus Italy. We've become uh, fortune tellers on the uh, yeah. thoughts. So I can need your fortune read. If, you're, if your TikTok page is all about manifesting, we'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last thoughts before we head into a break? uh nope just stay tuned for the euros i think it's going to be a good little uh good little mix great uh today's starting 11 is brought to us by shenzi shack don't forget to give the shack and chef sab a follow on instagram as we bring you cuisines from around the world they deliver and are available for pickup in the vancouver area we'll take a quick break when we come back final thoughts hey guys it's producer jake here from betting house the garage door sports network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course, picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at BettingHousePod, where you can catch all our bets each week, as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. Come join me, Kellen Forrest, on the On The Mic college basketball podcast powered by the Garage Door Sports Network where we talk everything from my disdain for Duke basketball to my love for Kentucky and John Calipari and everything in between. Check us out under the Shows tab at garagedoorsports.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker, and if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. Um, so that does it for today. Any final thoughts from you before we sign off? Um, I'm not drinking tea today. No! 
I got lemon water though. I don't know if that counts. Okay, but what's your what's your tea recommendation for this episode? Because last um, time it was the Rubus, and before that it was the lemon pound cake. Oh, okay. So without like, hey, sponsors, uh, Tetley or David's Tea for for tea sponsor, like, thank you. Um, but give Tetley's blueberry green tea a chance. Interesting. Yeah, like so for me, I like little. It doesn't fruits. sound great. I'm gonna be honest. No, it doesn't. And I but love it, tea. It's um, you know when like they they put some fruit into teas and it doesn't you go. I'm gonna need to add honey or sugar. Yeah. You won't need to do it. There's good oh, enough. so it's sweet. It already has this like a good overtone blueberry taste. It's not okay, a bad aftertaste. It's it's interesting. It's really hard to find. Um, it's every so often that you get it at a grocery store, and I don't know if it's if it's a fresh core related thing or. <laughs> food basis so stock up when you find it basically. when you start yeah because like the rooibos is so hard to find same thing with um other teas but um yeah. that one is a, it's a it's under the table it's pretty good um a lot of people don't give it credit but um tetley if you're looking for we'll have to give it a try person, yeah. yeah tetley hit us up we need a sponsor if you need it like both Paige and i have our hairs in a bun we can drop it down and go all yeah. like fabio and yeah uh, <laughs> toss in the ready ready Drink button time tea. button time <laughs> pew, pew, pew. And we'll toss that in for you. Um, but that was my tea recommendation. What about you? Final thoughts? I don't have a tea to recommend. My favorite is mint. I was just kind of going with mint. Okay. Do you like mint chocolate? No. Okay. Nope. I don't understand. Oh, wait. Mint chocolate? Like actual mint chocolate or mint yeah. chocolate tea? No, no. Like actual mint chocolate. It depends. Because some are really fake flavored. And like, what about lint? Like what about like lint's mint chocolate? Like dark chocolate mint? I don't know. Like everyone... Like my old boss. Dark chocolate and mint, I like. I don't like the the like Kit Kat mint one. Oh, no. I don't like that one. See, if anything tastes like gum or toothpaste, it chocolate. Well, that's what I mean. It's the flavor's got to be right. Like it's yeah. got to be the right mint flavor, else you get the like spearmint. Yeah, but is that is that flavor. why that sort of chocolate flavor is designed so people who like didn't brush or something can just toss it with chocolate mint? <laughs> I'm gonna go with no, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always question and um, I'm not a huge fan of mint anything, like mint chocolate okay. anything, but mint I will take. Right. I love yeah. mint. As I sit here flavor. with an Excel. Excel, I'm Excel also <laughs> Excel. Uh... Excel, we're looking for a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, yeah, watch watch some soccer. Get ready. There's going to yeah. be a bunch of stuff coming up. We got Olympics. We got um, the season's starting. We got Champions yeah. League starting. So definitely stay tuned. Watch soccer. Let us know your thoughts. Um, give us a rating. Yeah. Five stars only, please. <laughs> if you have a negative rating, please just DM us before you post. Yeah, DM us. Just let us know what your issues are. Don't post it. Yeah. Like we'll if you think, it. like we had someone, um, was it comment on a story? Because we, we put a coach up there and he's like, well, he destroyed every team. And it's, yeah, but he did really well with the team that he was at. That's why he's featured. <laughs> right. um, so reach out. We we will we respond. Paige is pretty good at responding on Instagram. I'll do the Twitter. So you'll get one of us. If one's really friendly, that it's Paige. And if it's one that's like, this is all I'm going to give you. If he's me. arguing with you, it's <laughs> like Or like, if you don't hear a response, that's because I'm like, I'm not responding. I'm yeah. kidding, kidding. Please, res- please, please send us a message. Um, send us a message. We'll respond. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TouchlineTH. You can follow Paige at Paige, Culver underscore Paige and then myself at Irfan Manji. Um, I always get yours wrong because I always flip them. Um, yeah, my, well, my, and my Instagram is Paige or Culver dot Paige. And yeah. I couldn't get the same username on both because I guess it's already taken. 
No, I couldn't either. Don't worry. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Weird. Need to get it's like three people with my name. I so know. they took them. It's, it's even on uh, even on Facebook, another side thing. But like I'm Irfan Manji 3. I'm like, great. There's three other of you? Two other, I guess, because you're yeah. the third. And then I think there's a fourth, but like I got the third spot. You got the third spot. You yeah. Can I say? But um, also don't forget to give our network at Garage Door Sports or check out garagedoorsports.com. And follow our segment sponsor, Shenzi Shack, on Instagram to place an order or to see their menu. Thank you all for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you next match day. Cheers. <laughs>